Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, All-American Men of War, number 116. Cover date, July, August, 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Joe Kubert, edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring Balloon Buster in The Circle of Death, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Russ Heath, plus The Adventures of Jerry Lewis, number 95. Cover date, July, August, 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Bob Oxner, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring The Killer Counselor of Camp Wackaboy, written by Arnold Drake, art by Bob Oxner. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Oh, you drifted onto the sea. You flowered into a dream. A dream that never would fade away. When two enemy fighters attack the airfield, Lieutenant Steve Savage takes to the air to shoot them down. He loses his plane in the process and is reprimanded by Major Michaels. Later, Steve learns about an enemy bombing raid and takes the Major's plane into the skies to shoot them down. Meanwhile, someone in the 60s signed off on a story featuring Camp Whackaboy. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. <laughs> like to ride in my beautiful balloon Would you like to glide in my beautiful balloon We could float among the stars together you and I For we can What a gloomy day. Why do you say that? Well, it's just gray and overcast and rainy and cold and ugh. ugh. It's kind of yucky, isn't it? And it's weird because it was cold this morning and now it's warm and it's still raining and it's not raining. And ugh, it's just I can't with this weather. I can't even. I wish we had a feel-good war story to boost our spirits. <laughs> or a funny Jerry Lewis comic, right? Yeah, like um, Jerry Lewis in Lord of the Flies. Oh, <laughs> well... Here you go, coming right up. Dun, 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 dun. But first, a special. The World War I ace who broke all the rules. Oh, Lieutenant one first? Steve Savage, Balloon Buster. That's a really good choice to lead with that one, yeah. 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 Get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's hard to tell which one we want to get out of the way. Right, this week. Ooh. Actually, I didn't mind Balloon Buster. You weren't here the last time we looked at Balloon Buster. Uh, this is new to me. Where was I? Uh, you were probably at some 
academic conference or something. I, I doubt know. it. You know how you are. No, I remember, I think it was like even the second episode. Okay. And I tried to do a balloon buster story uh, as an audio drama by myself. Oh. And you were not amused <laughs> by either the fact that I did it by myself or by the end product. Okay. I'm sorry about that. No, We've it's come fine. such a long way since then, haven't we? We're I'll much say. more relaxed about these things, aren't we? Yes. Who needs to edit? <laughs> um, so let me catch you up on Balloon Buster. He is 5'11", 178 pounds. He was born and raised in Mustang River, Wyoming, Wyoming. and trained by his poverty-stricken father to be a consummate marksman, learning that the gun is merely an extension of the man who wields it, thus his repetition of the phrase, I'm the gun, I'm the gun, I'm the gun. I feel the same way about coffee. Mm -hmm. At his dying father's bedside, Savage swore to make the old man proud of him by making Savage a name to be remembered. That's pretty easy to remember, actually. Especially if you say it like this. Steve, Steve Savage. Savage. Balloon Buster. Balloon Buster. Enlisting in the Army <laughs> Air Corps at the onset of World War I, the big one, Savage repeatedly disobeyed orders, breaking formation to attack and destroy the German combat balloons, which earned him his nickname. Though his commanding officer, Major Michaels, continually sought to court-martial Savage, General Talbot of High Command applauded his actions and demanded he be kept in combat. Savage was one of the most aggressive warriors of that war to end all wars, and he dueled often with his enemy counterpart, Germany's famed Ritzmeister Hans von Hammer, the enemy ace. <laughs> Ritzmeister Hans von Hammer. Listen, it's no <clears throat> laughing matter. There is some supposition <clears throat> that Steve Savage is the son of Brian Savage, okay. who was the Western hero known as Scalp Hunter. Ooh. owing to the fact that he was kidnapped by Indians in childhood and raised by Indians, and so he would dress as an Indian and fight crime. Oh. Also possibly related to Matt Savage. Trail Matt Savage. Trail boss. Trail boss. Trail what? Trail, Trail boss. boss. <laughs> um, well, there you have it. You're all caught up. <laughs> He's such a sad man. We'll talk about he, that more. Yeah. I don't know, because not knowing who Steve Savage was, mm -hmm. I thought... Well, he's yes. the balloon buster. Well, I knew he was the balloon buster, but really? I really... I Go just ahead. didn't know. Like, I, I from the first couple of pages, I was going, God, this is this really what the what the tone is going to be like for this whole story? Yes. Yes. Indeed. And that will be the tone for the whole story. As we read on the cover, he's backed by popular demand. Wow. Even the enemy wants Steve Savage, the balloon buster, <laughs> back to kill him. I love saying his name like that. Um, there's no other way to say it, mm -hmm. frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I think this is maybe his third appearance-ish. Third and last? Maybe you, maybe even his second appearance. Maybe the first uh, story we read was actually his first appearance. I'll have to look into that. Meanwhile, inside the front cover, you can buy Polaris Nuclear Sub for <laughs> $6.98. It fires rockets and torpedoes. It's over seven feet long, big enough for two kids to control the world with nuclear power. I want one of these so badly. I do too. I really do. I know they're made out of cardboard, but good, wouldn't it be fun? Well, of course, neither one of us, we couldn't both get in there. No, Rob, it's no. sturdily constructed of 200-pound test fiberboard. 200-pound test, so it's cardboard. Cardboard, but No, Rob, it's fiberboard. Okay. It comes complete with easy assembly instructions, mm -hmm. cost only six ninety eight for this 
giant of fun, adventure, and science. Mm. Because of the Polaris sub's giant size, we must ask for 75 cent shipping charges also. I think that's pretty conservative, wouldn't you? How proud we would be, Rob, as commanders of our own Polaris sub, the most powerful weapon in the world. What hours of imaginative play and fun as you and your, let's say, husband... Dive, surface, maneuver, watch the enemy through the periscope, and fire your nuclear missiles and torpedoes. <laughs> so let's just talk about this for a second. Yeah. It's seven feet long. Mm-hmm. So imagine we build it up here in the upstairs office. Yes. Right? And we put it here on the floor. Yep. And we manage to squeeze our gigantic man-sized bodies into the Polaris sub. Well, it seats two kids, so probably just one of us at a time. Okay. Be able to so what would the, the other world. person do? Just sort of, you know. The other person would be the enemy. Oh, we'd fire our missiles at each other. Oh, okay, like Nerf gun missiles or something. No, they're nuclear missiles. Oh, they're... Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I thought you got that from the ad copy. We'd have to shelter the dogs. We'd have to. For, for, we'd have to give them away if we were firing nuclear weapons at each other. I mean, if we're actually firing nuclear weapons, the 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 dogs are not going to have a great life, no matter where they are. <laughs> so we might as well just. Uh... So I take it we're not going to actually purchase one of these. If I'm going to be on eBay this evening, and if I find one, you can bet I'm going to buy it. Great. Something else for me to put together. Um, shut up. <laughs> X-ray specs, of course, classic. Jackpot bank. Motion picture projector with automatic rewind. That's only nine ninety eight. That's nice. That costs more. An automatic projector costs more than a nuclear sub. Well, it's not made of fiberboard. It's an actual working piece of machinery. Okay. A uh, miniature secret camera. Mm-hmm. And a surprise know. package. A only surprise package. Cents. Are you willing to take a chance? We won't tell you what you get, but because you're willing to gamble, we'll give you more than your money's worth, only 50 cents. I wonder what would happen if you printed this out and um, and sent away a check to this address. To Honor House Products Company? Lindbrook, New York. Yeah. I wonder if they're still in business of course they aren't i can't imagine that they aren't because of all the great products they sell Mm. anyway so steve savage in the circle of death the ace of sudden death who breaks all the rules finds that everything he touches dies i love that okay the tone is set within the first sentence yeah whether it be the plane of an enemy or the life of an innocent little French waitress. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, oh, my God. Because, you know, I fell asleep after the second page of this and woke up 45 minutes later and finished reading it. Yeah. I didn't remember that that was given away on the first yeah. page. Yeah. No matter which way this reckless pursuit pilot turns in the savage battle skies of 1917, he is always in the blazing center of doom. <laughs> So if we talk about him, let's just use that real gay voice for his name. Okay. And then our regular voices for the rest of... Uh, I for... make no promises. Okay, okay. Mimi, don't die. Mimi, don't die. Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> don't prove what they all say about me. Steve. Rat-a-tat-a-tat-a-tat-a-tat. He's, d- he's, he's uh, in a gunfight. Be- he's in a gunfight with some German fuckers. That's also <laughs> going to be... Fun to say what? throughout the Did issue. How do you remember that? How does this spell? You must have slept for a long time. I was a little dozy when I was reading this. Fokker, F-O-K-K-E-R. <laughs> okay. Not that's... to be confused with Fach, which is the German voice classification system. Spelled F-A-C-H. Yes. Yes. Uh, what the fuck? That's <laughs> an old opera singer joke. Right. Uh, so I was checking in, uh, checking a loose strut on my spad when I saw a CO with, and a dame. 
his CEO is Major Michaels. What's a spad? I don't. Does know. anybody know? I'm Are you expecting one of our listeners to actually answer us? You mean our listener? The spad S dot X one 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 was a French biplane fighter aircraft of the First World War developed by Société pour l'aviation et ses dérivés. Okay, so the Society for Aviation and what? D-A-C-D-D-V. Yeah, no idea. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a plane. A French plane. designed biplane. A self-propelled biplane. Exactly. I think that these biplanes are... I'm I'm very romantic about biplanes. I myself would never want to get into one, but I find the shape... And when they appear in movies, and I've seen them at air shows, I think they're very interesting and pretty. Because of Snoopy? Is that what you like it? Oh, perhaps. Uh, A spad can also be a person whose job is to give political advice to government ministers in Britain. Oh, okay. I.e., she reads the texts and emails routed via her spad. Okay, so let's get back to the story. All right, so Steve Savage is on the airfield, and here comes Major Michaels with a dame who happens to be his daughter. Right. She goes, who is that outlandish creature on the plane's wing, Dad? Steve Savage, Constance. (laughs) (laughs) An ex-saddle tramp. That would have meant he was a cowboy. Yes. The fortunes of war let slip into the Air Force. He's a disgrace to the uniform, unfit to be saluted. Damn. I hate Michaels does not like Steve. Does Savage. not like him. She says, "What eyes? What eyes? Like blue eyes?" Mm-hmm. He does have blue eyes. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, he does. Now, my stats uh, from the internet showed that he had blonde hair, but clearly it's red. Yeah. So maybe it's reddish blonde. And he's from Wyoming, so he's a full cowboy getup. Uh huh. Yeah. Eyes like blue eyes. A typical gunman's eyes. <laughs> He's a killer from out west. I'd have had him court-martialed a long time ago if my commanding general hadn't taken a fancy to him. Like a pet buzzard. <laughs> uh, well, he's determined to get Steve, Steve Savage behind bars. Now, Constance is intrigued. Of course she so, is. So, you're a killer, eh, Lieutenant Savage? Your pa was telling you the truth. Blink, blink, blink. I'm a buzzard, and I ain't pinned up in any... Uh, wait, wait. And I ain't pinned up in any zoo. So you better beat it. I don't get it. Well, he's a buzzard. Okay, he's a buzzard. But he's free. He's a free buzzard. He's not jailed in the zoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, suddenly, the playing field is under attack by Fockers. <laughs> Fockers shooting up the field. He says it. Uh, Steve Savage tackles Constance to the ground to protect her. And then he jumps into his spad... To take off after the German Fockers. And this is where I fell asleep. Well, let me catch you up. He has not received orders to take off. He no. has taken it upon himself, as he is wont to do, which mm-hmm. is why he's always in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, off he goes. Enter the wild blue yonder. yonder. Um, fighting, fighting, fighting. This is where, see where he repeats, I'm the gun. I'm the gun. I'm the gun. I'm the gun. Taka, 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 taka. That's a great sound effect. Yeah, it is. Um, so he defeats one of the Fockers. <laughs> the other one climbs above him for surprise attack. Mm-hmm. He takes off after that one. And what do you know? There's a third one. 
Yeah. The famous executioner of uh, World War he One. He was waiting for him upstairs. Laura. Right? I mean, well, up farther. Yes. Up, yeah, yeah. There's a listener, there are no stairs. They're flying in the air. There's a lot of slang in this. Uh, the executioner was in the kill position. And no matter which way Steve Savage turns, he ran into, into a swinging axe. axe. <laughs> like a steer being dragged to slaughter. Who's the other war hero who does all those? The tank guy. Like, uh, the tank. No, no, no. no. What, the, Sergeant Rock, isn't it? Sergeant Rock, yeah. Sergeant, no, Sergeant Rock. Isn't Sergeant Rock the one who's always looking for his brother in Vietnam? No, that's... Uh, um, Oh no, Sergeant Rock is, is he's the tank commander. It's a cat name. Or Sergeant Rock on the on the on the boat. Captain Storm's on the boat. Oh, good Sergeant God, Rock's so in the enemies. army. Uh Jeb Stewart's in the haunted tank. Okay. All right. So it's Sergeant Rock is in the army. Yeah. He's the one who always says, like a this, like a that, like a this. We get a lot of that in this story. A lot. Gosh and I, dang it. A lot. Who is the who's the one looking for his brother in Vietnam with Lu Lin? The China doll. Oh, you remember her name? I know, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. Our listeners screaming into his headphones right now. <laughs> well, that does bring me some measure of joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, suddenly, he, he begins a gulping and choking smoke filled with sparks. Yeah, his plane's on fire. I'm a, oh, my God. I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hunter, Lieutenant Hunter. Well done. Thank you. Oh, gosh, I can sleep tonight. So as you would do if your plane's on fire, you just climb out onto the wing. That is a really cool maneuver. Like a trick air show. Right. I told you about my dream where our female dog, Junebug, mm-hmm. was actually a human male child. Yes. Who loved air shows. Yes. So now I'm determined to take Junebug to the air show. So I got a live noise. picture of that. She's afraid of loud noises. Oh. But if it's a biplane, it's not going to be a loud noise, right? She trembles when I take her anywhere, and as soon as I open the door, she assesses the environment for noise, and if she detects even the sound of a passing car, if I put her lead on and take uh-huh. her out, she immediately wants to jump right back in the car. Well, you know She's what would bizarre that? Way. What? A ride in a biplane. Oh, we're going to ride. <laughs> well, her poor, her poor heart just stopped. Strap she her to the wing. She was terrified. No. She'll... She'll be fine when I take her to the air show. Uh, the executioner now is following him. His plane is crashing. He's out on the wing. The executioner is behind him still shooting. Yeah. The only th- reason he hasn't been shot down is because the smoke from his burning engine is obscuring the executioner's line of sight. So Steve Savage can't hold on any longer. And now his life is flashing before his eyes. And all he sees are dancing faces of people laughing and mocking him. Yeah, apparently he was bullied as a child. Poor kid. Um, well, you know, those savage. They're no good. They're white trash. They weren't trash. Uh, yes. That's the end of Steve Savage burning up like worthless trash. Ha ha. Ho ho ho. The mocking faces of the citizens of Mustang River, Wyoming. Remind me never to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's... A river below, mm-hmm. luckily, if he can pancake into the water, he might survive. Mm. Reader, he survives. He does. He pulls a boof. He, so he plunges down to the earth, and right Wait, before he hits the water. pulls a boof? 
What? 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 You said he pulls a boof. I what? <laughs> I don't think I did. I'm gonna rewrite the tape. I, I think I was just stumbling when trying to find out the the middle panel. Oh, there. I thought that was an army term I didn't know about. No. Okay. So um, I, he managed to bring the ship's nose up just as a wall of water rose up in front of him, and the executioner flashing past like a slashing wind. Again, like uh, there's there's a like yeah. a uh, phrase on every page, um, and he dives into the water. Dives into the water, luckily, because the executioner continues firing at the plane even after it's crashed. Mm-hmm. And he would have been gone for sure. And then when his lungs are bursting for air, he comes up out of the water and sees the executioner flying away. Now he's got to go back to meet with Major Michaels, oh, who Major is not Michaels. pleased that he's destroyed a plane. No. But General Talbot pipes up and says, I'd call the... Destroying two ships for the one of ours that was destroyed, them's pretty good odds. Mm-hmm. Except General Talbot is refined. He probably didn't say them's. No, he did not, I'm um, sure. As a matter of fact, according to the, the word balloon, he did not say that. Right, them's. right, right, right. Well, I was skimming. Okay, yes. Um, little Hans von Hammer gets a name check here. <laughs> um, so... The general assures the major that he will get replacements for his planes and all his parts, which is all he's worried about is his financial bottom line, Mm -hmm. middle management. Am I right? (laughs) Now, there's a dance. Wait, you're you're passing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead to the dance. I just uh, make sure we talk about the um, staring at himself in the mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a dance being held there in the airfield. And General Talbot expects Savage to be there, cleaned up and in uniform. Mm-hmm. You can't expect the pretty girls to dance with you if you look like a killer who's just been in a bloodbath. Well, can't you? Because he's going to get plenty of action at this dance. <laughs> so he goes back to his bunk. Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's just killed two two pilots. Mm-hmm. Lost control of his plane. Well, his plane was shot down. Right. He bailed out into the river. Swam, he swam back. He was dressed down by whatever major, whatever his name is. Major, major Michaels. Major Michaels. Um, and invited to the dance, told to go back, and he looks himself in the mirror and he goes, when you bunk alone, you get to talking to yourself. It don't matter how clean or scrubbed up or how spanking new the uniform you're wearing, you'll never look like an officer or a gentleman. I disagree. Just look yeah. at uh, he's a rugged, handsome character. Famous pilot Han Solo. He cleaned up pretty well. Mm-hmm. And he married a princess. Well, he just doesn't feel very good about himself. Yeah, he could benefit from some talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even med- medication. <laughs> like, what did they take then? Lithium or something? I don't know. Uh, phosphates? I don't think they actually did a lot of therapy back then. No, they probably didn't. So, I was passing the mess hall where the dance was being held and... Oh, he overhears two women, Constance. Yes. Savage is like a wild animal, but I'm going to tame him. And her friend says, you've never failed yet, Constance. You know what else they didn't have in World War I? What? The Oprah show. Because oh. you cannot change people, Constance. <laughs> you will never change a man. So everyone, he goes, everyone looked at me like I was a freak as I came in the hall. Yeah, because he's still wearing his cowboy clothes. Right? He literally... Came in that outfit from the river, yeah. went back to his bunk, cleaned up, and put on the same outfit. He must have a closet full of those outfits. Like, Wait what's a minute. Taylor Swift in Why that commercial? Why are you assuming he cleaned up? He's probably just in, still in his sopping wet cowboy river clothes. River clothes. <laughs> cowboy river muck clothes, right? Oh, muck. What's that, what, remember that, that Capital One commercial where Taylor Swift opens up 
the closet. She goes, like, well, hmm, a little chilly today. today. What did I wear today? A cardigan. Um, well, you know, all comic characters always wear the same clothes. It's so you can have an artistic reference and people know what to draw. Sure. From issue to issue. Well, General Talbot's indeed is angry that he didn't put on his uniform. I thought you'd be in a uniform. Savage. I am in uniform, sir. The uniform of a killer. <laughs> no use trying to dress like an officer and gentleman. I wouldn't hardly fool anyone, General. Then the general thought when he saw how purple my CO got when I waltzed his daughter away. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, the general and Major Michaels have something going on too. Some kind of rivalry. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I doubt Major Michaels probably wants the general's job. Well, yeah, someday. Mm-hmm. But he's never going to get it if he's just so focused on beating his men into submission. Right. So outside, Constance makes her move. Mm-hmm. She moves in for a kiss. I have forgot. I haven't forgotten. I owe you one. My my life. I never met. Okay, if I were to actually read this like it's written. Yeah. I haven't forgotten. I owe you. My life. I never met. Anyone. Like you. With all the ellipses. Right. Maybe those are kisses, though. I have no, forgotten. no, no. I owe you. My life. I never met. Because she, because then he moves, he makes the move on her. She shrank when my mouth crashed against hers, and she well, goes, yeah. "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> Steve, if you're crashing your mouth against a woman, you're doing it wrong. Right. Even I know that much. <laughs> he must have uh, gone in for a really hard kiss because she's holding her face afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he might have he kissed her so hard she cut her inside of her lip against her own teeth. Hi, June. So, now he passes by the operation shack, mm-hmm. the op shack, they op call shack. it, the government. Mm-hmm. Um, he overhears that enemy bombers are heading for the ammo dump outside town. Uh-oh. He so, springs into action. Here goes Savage. His own plane's destroyed, so what's he do? He's going to steal Major Michael's plane. Mm-hmm. Good call, Steve. Not a good idea, Steve Savage. Um, Steve Savage. He hauled the stick into my gut. <laughs> what is... Do you pull the stick so hard it goes into literally into your? I guess so you can climb to the skies faster. I don't know. I've never flown a biplane. Well, we've seen how they fly them on on in movies. Yes, yes. if you pull back, it goes up. If you push down, it goes down. So he must have pulled it really far into his gut so he could climb very quickly. I thought you had to sit in the back seat to be the driver of a biplane. I don't know. There, pe- I don't know. I don't know. Well, the gunner would be in the well, back. Well, that's right? how Natalie Wood and Tony Curtis did it in the Great Race. <laughs> um, so the enemy is indeed heading into town, bathed in searchlights of the panicked citizenry. Mm-hmm. Steve's only chance is to ride up a searchlight beam and hope it'll blind the bomber gunners until he gets close enough to open up. And indeed, it worked. He uh, downs a couple of these planes. Yeah. Uh, Now, he is attacked again, and his plane starts burning. What's going to happen next? Let's see. He passes out. Mm -hmm. He's awoken by the cold air of the upper atmosphere. I didn't realize he passed out. His hand, well, I'm assuming, because it says cold air slapped me awake. Oh, I just thought that, you know... Okay, go ahead. Yeah. 
but he's his hand is frozen to the joystick, so he's still climbing. He's not plummeting to his death. Right. Um, a second bomber's gunner spots him and fires, and he does like some kind of kamikaze dive into this enemy plane. I don't know why he does that because he's going to damage his plane. But he does it, and he takes off the tail portion of the plane. Well, and yeah. it's not his plane. It's uh, well, it's Major Mitchell's plane. Major 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 Mitchell. Major, Major what's his name? Major Michaels. Major Michaels. Uh, somehow he manages to land the plane, take it out of its spin, lands safely on the outskirts of town, <laughs> right outside of an eatery, a tavern. This is a tavern I'd like to go to sometime. I wouldn't. Some, Would well, they not smack like, the waitresses <laughs> around? No, not not like that. I mean, it just looks very charming, doesn't it? I felt as thirsty as I've been frying in the Mojave Desert. And leaving the major ship, I walked into a bar in town where... Now, usually I have difficulty with a French accent. Uh-huh. But the way this is written out for me makes it very easy. <laughs> Imbecile, pig, out of the pity of my great heart. <coughs> that hurts my throat. <laughs> I rescue you from your starving and give you a job. And you repay me by breaking my glasses, you miserable wretch. You are nothing but trash. Oh. <coughs> Wait, are they there, Bob? No. I can't do character voices Sure you anymore. can. No. This talking about miserable trash. This dog, she keeps on trying to climb up into our lap. I know. She will not give up. She's tenacious, just like Lieutenant Steve Savage, <laughs> the balloon buster. Uh, well. Well, he calls her trash. He the the bar owner called right, the trash. which Steve was not Savage is not hearing about that. that he struck uh, too close to home, didn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. So he takes to fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. Knocks out every man in the bar, mm-hmm. and then walks back to the base, where the party's still going on. Party, the dance is still on. Now let's have a little recap here. Yeah. In this comic so far, yes, he was working on this plane. Yep, uh, Major Michaels. Yep, and his daughter. Yep, Constance. Constance saw him. Mm-hmm. She made the moves on him. No, yep. she she introduced herself to him, and then they were fired upon by mm-hmm. Germans. Right. He took off, uh, got into a firefight. Yep. Took down two. Yep. Pilots. Yep. And was shot down by the executioner. Yes. Crashed in the river. Yep. Was dressed down by Major Michaels. Yep. Told to go get ready for a party. Yep. Went to the party. Right. Constance made the move on him. Mm-hmm. He made the harder move on her. Mm-hmm. Kissed her. Walked away. Mm-hmm. Walked by a supply shack. Yeah. Learned that there were there were um, bombers that were going to bomb the um, ammo uh, dump dump. Yep. Um, outside of town. Yep. Stole Major Michaels' plane. Yep. Took off. Shot down. I don't know how many more. At least two more. At least two more. Yeah. Landed the plane mm-hmm. outside of town in a field, walked to a bar where he saw a woman waitress, a French waitress, being uh, manhandled and, and slapped around right. by the bar owner. Yes. Then proceeded to beat up the bar owner. Yeah. And is now walking to the party that's still been Back going on. Back to the dance, yes. In the meantime, there are other people <laughs> who just had a regular old day, got dressed up for a party. Right. And they've been dancing and having a nice time. Right. He's this poor guy. Also, the dance is happening on an airbase where the operations shack uh, technicians mm-hmm. 
got a radio report that the ammo Enemies dump were, was going to be, right. and nobody else took off in a plane. Yeah, no, nobody Only else. Steve Savage. No one else responded. Didn't stop the party. No. Well, they're probably all drunk. Hmm. There's look at them. Even Major Michaels with his champagne. <laughs> um, the major is incensed that his plane has been stolen, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Promises again to drum Savage out of the service, but the general intercedes uh, and notices that observers reported that your ship was seen downing the two bombers that were attacking the ammo dump outside of town. Okay, good. Lieutenant Savage may have been hot-headed borrowing your ship, but since nobody else was could be troubled to leave the dance. That's right. Uh, he but says, it certainly it, put Major. it to good use. He says, leave it, Major. All right? Yes, sir. Get the major's ship back here pronto lieutenant savage and that'll be that mm-hmm. so he walks back to the bar now where this the plane is, is 24 hours within 24 hours mm-hmm. of the start of this story so he's gone back to the party been dressed down by major michaels yeah. again yeah told to bring his plane back and yep. so he's going back to his plane because the story's not over yet no and by the way he hasn't slept Or changed clothes. No. So he gets back to the ship and he finds that French waitress there admiring the ship. Stroking Mm. it and talking in her French accent. You left before I could thank you. Thank you. You left before I could thank you, monsieur. So you are the pilot of this beautiful aeroplane? Every time I look up and see one in the sky, I think, Mimi. It will be the closest you will ever get to heaven. <laughs> Flying. Your F-L- French accent sucks I right know. now. F-L- ever get to heaven. <laughs> well, I think Mimi might be a Gabor sister. <laughs> F-L-Y-E-E-N-G. Flying. Flying. But he's a crazy dream. <laughs> now you sound like Melania Trump. How could a nothing like me ever get up into the clouds? And he says, maybe it's not such a crazy dream. Yeah, so she, he takes her up in the plane for a ride. Her eyes are Just bigger. Just like and, me and Junebug. Her eyes are bigger and sunflowers as I lifted the ship into the air. Not scared, are you? Scared, monsieur? No, when I am so close to you that I feel your heart beating against mine in the sea. In the sea? Like, like the oh, sea. Like the sea. Okay. Thank you, monsieur. <laughs> you make me feel as if I am in heaven. <laughs> Foreshadowing, because in the next panel she dies. <laughs> she will be in heaven. The plane uh, is shot up. She slumps over. By the and executioner. It's yeah. The executioner and two of his henchmen planes. Mm. Uh, she slides forward like a crumpled, like a like crumpled, a crumpled rag, rag doll. doll. Nice. She's hit the poor kid. <laughs> Like an owl hoot running wild under the desert sun, I rammed my ship in at the lead fokker, firing without let up until... So one of the planes explodes, crashes into the other. one of the other planes. Mm-hmm. They both go down, but the executioner is still in the air. And then he does some bad ass moves next. Tell us about it. He climbs out of the seat, because, you know, what's her name? Missy Frenchie? Mimi. Mimi. She's fl- she's hunched over. She's slumped over, right? He climbs onto the tail of the plane, facing toward the aft section of the plane, the back of the plane. Yeah. Turns because around with the, a six-shooter. 
Because the executioner is behind him, so he can't fire his guns or he'll shoot his uh, rudder off. And, and, and he fires at him with his handgun. With a six shooter. That is so impressive. Clinging to the tail of the plane. Mm-hmm. No strap, no harness, nothing. No, like an old horse. I'm the gun. I'm the gun. <laughs> I'm the gun. That's a stupid saying. So he takes down the executioner. Yep, yep, yep. Um, fights the ship all the way down, but lands it safely and discovers then that Mimi is dead. Yeah. And it's all my fault. I love it. He says, I got the touch of death. Well, he doesn't have a very good opinion of himself. Yes. Despite his self-worth, I do kind of actually like this story. Um, Yes. I, I, I will say at the beginning, I was a little, I was bothered by his, his, heaviness his sense of of misery and yeah. that he's doomed his his sense of fate as as life is so difficult for him and the mockery that is always surrounding him however i really enjoyed the art the art is great mm-hmm. by fantastic russ heath mm-hmm. uh we've seen his work i believe on sea devils and in some other war stories I just think with a name like Balloon Buster, mm-hmm. you're th- I want to think of like a happy-go-lucky, like a, I'm Balloon Buster. Like a clown. Eat it, fuckers. <laughs> Not like a clown, just like a, like you a, know, like he, a very confident, carefree, swagger. swagger. Yes. yes. Uh, but no. Now from the sublime to the ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Right? The Adventures of Jerry Lewis. America's funniest comic mag. Mm. Can I just say something about the art for a second? These men dressed up like this. Well, I want to say that the art is beautiful. It's by Bob Oxner. However, the counselors... Well, there's so much to unpack here. Right. First of all, uh, the camp is called Camp Whackaboy. Yeah. The counselors uh, are wearing Nazi-inspired... Uh, uniforms, t-shirts like epaulets with epaulets and, and shorts, caps, and, and then like yeah, coat, gym coach shorts, black armbands, and then high Gestapo like boots, mm-hmm. and, and 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 um gloves, you know, like mid mid length, mid arm length gloves, like uh, what do you, what are the people that train falcons? What are they called? Falconeers. I'm a falconer. I'm a falconer. What what are they called? Um, um. It doesn't matter. Oh. That's the kind of gloves they have on. Yes. Um, bird people. What are they called? Oh my God, what are they called? Bird trainers. Falconers? Is it just falconer? I know that it's called falconry. Falcon- so presumably they are called falconers. I thought they had a fancier name than that. I'm sure they do. Listener, write to us and let us know, please. <laughs> you can find us on social media at Google Check Pod. <laughs> um, no, but I mean the 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 way that the camp counselors are drawn is expert it's just that it's creepily true to life if you actually had a camp counselor wearing with bare legs and horse riding boots yeah it's just weird and it just you know this is 1966 right yes world war ii wasn't that no it was still very fresh in our heads however yeah we did have a sitcom about a German prisoner of war camp. Hogan's so Heroes. I guess there's a vogue for 
poking fun at the Nazis at this There's time. There's like a weird kind of fetishy kind of look to this. You know, it's it's strange. Yeah. It's it's unsettling. <clears throat> so we open at Camp Carefree. That's spelled with a K. Camp mm-hmm. Carefree. And it's not even a compound word. It's it's it's. I mean, it's not right. hyphenated. It's right, right, right. Carefree. One yeah. word. Home of America's sweetest, most charming, and endearing girl-type campers who have devolved into savagery and are trying to murder their counselor, Miss Bovine. Hence the Lord of the Flies reference. She has been gagged and blindfolded and chained to a door, and they're firing arrows at her. Right. That's the splash page. That is the splash page. Miss Bovine rips the door from its hinges... She's a large woman, as you might have so guessed. So they've chosen the name Bovine name. for yes. cow, yes. And races off to her partner's office. Camp they director. do refer to her as her partner. Okay. So I'm just assuming they're a lesbian couple. Um, Elsie Bovine, that's her first name. <clears throat> she tries to get in the door, but of course she's uh, chained to a larger door, so she can't get into the safety of the office. Mm-hmm. So she climbs up on the roof and, just, well, and crashes through crashes the ceiling. Through. Um, this other counselor is no help. But they're not messing around. Like the, the, no, the these kids. Children, the, no, the children are murderers and they literally pull guns and ammunition out of boxes and fire the counselors. And hand grenades. These are the counselors that counselors are firing fire at, at the, the children. children. Um, this, uh, parents paid for these kids to go to this camp. No, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Now, now we get to the Jerry Lewis part. It seems that they're awaiting Jerry Lewis because he has previously worked at this camp mm-hmm. as a counselor and he's returning for the summer. Mm. So uh, he is home packing with the help of his nephew, Renfrew. 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 And Renfrew has stacked a comically high stack of suitcases into Jerry's arms and has also uncovered the manhole, which is directly between Jerry Lewis and his car. Ha, ha, ha. Jerry's going to fall in the manhole. Or is he? He circumnavigates it, doesn't he? Circumnavigates it like he has a sixth sense. And Renfrew is fit to be tied. Yes. Now, lest we forget... Uh, Jerry Lewis also has a maid who's a witch. I completely forgot about the witch. Witchcraft mm-hmm. is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also going to camp. And she's got a dashing new uniform <laughs> to wear to camp. It's uh, green fatigues. Green fatigues. Mm-hmm. But except it looks like it's a one piece. It's a onesie. And she's also wearing a uh, a bow tie, a black bow tie. A black bow tie and her witch's hat, of course. I don't know if our readers can hear this, but our beagle, I, because she was bothering us, I brought right. her I brought her bed in in a blanket, mm-hmm. and she's now sleeping on the floor next to us. Mm-hmm. But you can, if you listen closely, you can hear her snore. Yeah, um, it'll get louder. Yeah. Now we learned something new about witchcraft. She's got a niece, a pretty little niece, cute as a button, who's also a witch, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks like uh, Shirley Temple. With blonde hair. Right. On a broom. Shirley Temple did have blonde hair as a child. She did? Yeah. I thought it was red. I always assumed it was red. Oh. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Did she make any color movies when she was little? I just assumed because of the the, the gray color that it was either red or, or brunette. 
Well, my sister had a Shirley Temple doll, mm-hmm. and it had blonde hair. So oh, I'm just it? assuming oh, it had okay. and creepy teeth, like its mouth open, that creepy way, uh-huh. and you could see its teeth mm-hmm. and blinking eyes. Ew. Oh, I'm terrified now. Okay. Thanks for making me bring that up. Do you remember when we stayed at our friend's house and she had a whole wall full of those those collectible dolls, those crazy collectible uh-huh. dolls, and they were all just over our bed, just uh-huh. like oh, it was crazy. Uh. Zanya, 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 Zanya. How do you say that? It's like Zinia, but Zanya, 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 probably Zany, Zany. Oh, good catch, Zanya. Yeah. Look what you did, you miserable child. Zanya has crashed into the control tower of the airport because, of course, she was flying on her broom, and it's her first solo flight. Good for her. Yeah. Now she's been at Witch College. Or which some kind of which which school, school. Um, but she's only learned spells that begin with the letters A through C. Right, and Renfrew is so impressed by this. He says, "Can you make me an ice cream soda?" And right. She says, "Sure," and she gives it to him, and he drinks it and is absolutely just sickened by it. Right. She said, "Well, you see, in first grade, we only learned magic from A to C, so I made you an asparagus soda with a cauliflower ice cream." Now, you know, that doesn't sound entirely awful to me. Maybe it's because I'm an adult. I do love asparagus. Yes, you do. And they're making so many things out of cauliflower these days mm. as a healthy alternative to pasta I, and yeah, I don't things. Yeah, I don't agree. Pizza crust. I don't cotton to cauliflower crust on pizza. You don't? Hell no. Just eat the pizza crust. <laughs> God. But what if you don't have those calories to spare? It doesn't matter. Then don't eat it. Eat something else. You're really wound up about that. Well, come on. It's pizza. Stop trying to make pizza out of other things so that you can still eat pizza. Just eat pizza. Eat less of it. Eat a salad. Drink some water before and after. Go for a walk. Eat your damn pizza. Shut your mouth. (laughs) How about rice? Cauliflower rice. Oh, God. I made that once that you were raving you about probably it. probably tricked me. Maybe I did. Hmm. Let's see what you get for dinner tonight. Okay, so Renfrew is disgusted by this, and this little girl, what was her name, Zania? Zania. She tries to give him a kiss, yep. and he decides to leap out of the car at 40 miles an hour. Right. He says, you know what, I'd rather kill my, I'd rather commit suicide than be kissed by this little girl. Um, do you notice as Renfrew is flying out of the car that strapped to the hood is the decapitated head of Bullwinkle the Moose? Uh-huh. Yeah, because he gets worn later on by um, by the housekeeper witch. What's her name? Witch? Uh, witchcraft. Witchcraft. So they're driving to camp. These horrid little girls mm-hmm. are on a cliff overlooking the road, pushing boulders down onto passing cars. Yeah, that's fun. Um, Mrs. Jerry's car, luckily. Mm-hmm. So they decide to fire a cannon at the car. At the car. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Zania... With her magic of the letters A through C, decides to melt the cannon. Mm-hmm. But because she's so mixed up in her magic making, it melts everything, mm. including Jerry Lewis and Renfrew. Which is kind of really dangerous witchcraft. She's literally melted these or- organic matter. Right. So they should be dead. So, are they dead? Yes. That was a great issue. We'll see you next week. Thanks, folks. It stopped raining. Uh, (laughs) Well, magic or no magic, 
we've yet to meet the counselors of Camp Wackaboy, which is coming up next. Oh, okay, here we go. So witchcraft fixes them, makes them back alive again. She can bring people back to life. That's amazing. And she's working as a maid. That's amazing. Women did not have a break. No. Well, I mean, they still don't, honestly. If we're being they truthful. don't earn, earn as much as men do. So yeah. Uh, it was just what was Friday, the twenty sixth, March twenty sixth, is the day that um, women. How many days women have to work into the new year to make as much money as men made in the previous year? Wow! It's an actual recognized day. If only women could bring people back to life, <laughs> or melt them at will, I think things would be a little bit different in this world. I think you're right. Uh, now, it turns out that Zania is going to attend the girls' camp, mm-hmm. and Renfrew is going to the camp next door, Camp Wackaboy, with the aforementioned Nazi-themed guard mm-hmm. uniforms. Now, stitched onto the uh, gym coat shorts that all of the guards wear is their name. Mm-hmm. Uncle Hal, Uncle Walt, Uncle etc. They're all referred to as Uncle. Nothing strange. No, about that's that, perfectly right? fine. No. Also, all the campers are chained to their beds. So during mandatory nap time. Yeah. Yeah. So Renfrew is afraid to stay, but he is soon uh soothed by <laughs> the kindly counselor who's holding a bayonet with a knife sticking out of it. Mm-mm-mm. Off Renfrew goes into the barracks. I mean cabin. <laughs> Where he finds that there's actually an active underground resistance going yes. on with the brave boys of Camp Wackaboy. Uh, now, these boys look uh, haunted, I think is a safe word to use. Sure. Just yeah. big, uh, baggy eyes, kind of a look of, permanent look of horror on yes. their faces. Yeah, they're definitely been, they've been through a lot. They've been through some shit. <laughs> we discovered that the room is bugged. Yeah. So uh, the boys have taken to banging pots and pans together so that the lead boy can give Renfrew the lowdown. They are going to tunnel out of that within 24 hours, yes. out of that barrack. They have a plan, and they're going to see it through. Meanwhile, at the girls' camp, Jerry is planning some activities for the girls. Right. Uh, the girls are also planning how they're going to torture Jerry. Mm -hmm. Zania shares her little suitcase full of collectibles, familiars Mm -hmm. that she's brought with her little creepy little dolls. These creepy little dolls were all the rage in the 60s. Remember the troll dolls and ugly little things? Yeah, well, she's brought a little little cat, a little, um, a giant spider, Mm -hmm. a bat, and a a witch doll. Yes. And there's some kind of polka-dotted mouse thing. It's mm-hmm. just a knick-knack. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls are fascinated that Zania has the power to destroy anything, beginning with the letters A, B, or C, mm-hmm. but promises that next year she'll be able to destroy anything with the letters D, E, and F, to which one little girl replies, Ah, oh, gee, a whole year? I was hoping you could destroy my brother, Frederick. Can you believe that? I believe anything from these girls. They're terrible. They are horrible. Well, it did open. The the story did open with them trying to kill Attempting the Attempting murder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, 
So one girl has a deck of cards that she's going to do a card trick mm-hmm. to impress Xenia. And uh, Xenia turns the tables on her by turning all the cards into the Ace of Hearts, which was the card she was trying to make appear from the deck. Just then Jerry appears. Oh, wait. And she has them all stuck to her face. Oh, yeah. They're all stuck to her face. Mm-hmm. Just then Jerry appears to announce that cards are not allowed at camp. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go to camp? Yes, I did. For several years. Uh, probably wow. four, four or five years. Yes. I went to a Christian camp. In North Florida. North Florida Christian Service Camp. What flavor of Christian was it? Non-denominational Christian. The kind of activities that we engaged in were like, oh, we'd go canoeing, we'd play softball, kickball, we'd have campfires at night, swimming, and of course there was baptisms and recommitting your life to Christ. Fun! Yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, well and by Bible study, too. Right. Yeah. Well, I went to Lutheran camp. So oh. We didn't have to do all that because we baptized once and then it's done. Oh. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Oh. Um but we had all the, you know, fun activities, too. Mm, yes, like? Well, so uh, I went to Camp Moana in fourth grade, mm-hmm. and that uh, was the site of an Indian massacre uh, where Indians had killed some settlers, and then later they felt bad about it, so they carved the faces of the dead settlers into the rocks. So, yeah, we had to hike to go see that. That was fun. Wow. Um then we had another thing where they were taking us on a hike through the woods. and the Wait, I'm not sure that they actually felt bad about it, and that's why they carved the faces. The that's faces. what they told us. That's what the counselors told us, and they never lied. Goodness, okay. Um, and then we, they took us on a hike once where they were like, the counselor was telling this whole story about how people went hiking and they got lost, and he described the area where they got lost and that they were never found again. And then he gave such a good description of the area where they were lost that when we, our little troop, arrived in that very spot. We recognized it immediately and thought that we were lost and never going to be seen again. I pretty much felt like the entire, every day of camp was scheduled around physical activity, eating, and then ways to make me feel bad about being gay. Oh, well, Lutherans don't talk about that either. Yeah. They just let you go on your way and, (laughs) you know. Uh we also played this fun game called Underground Christians. Ooh, did you like bury Christians underground? No. Oh. You would um some people would be the Christians and other people would be the guards. Okay, like the Romans? Or- like Romans or, you know, some kind of communist society. It was the seventies, so oh, yeah. communists were big then. Yeah. Um no, so it'd be at night outdoors mm-hmm. and they just let us loose in the woods or the hayfield or whatever, wherever we were. <laughs> And so the Christians had to avoid the guards' flashlight beams. Of course, so they wouldn't be persecuted. Right. If you got caught in a light, in a beam of light, you had to freeze in place, and then you had to uh, go to the prison where there were snacks and bug juice. Oh, nice. Did they call your punch bug juice? Yeah, I'm sure. I can't. Yeah. Um, but if you could successfully evade the communist flashlight beams, mm-hmm. then... I guess you also got snacks. I don't actually remember what happened at the end. No, they didn't call it. They called it catacombs. Catacombs. Okay. Catacombs. I remember this thing. We had um, meals at night. Uh, we had you know three meals a day, breakfast, right, lunch, right, right, but, right. But, like At dinner, we'd have our announcements. Or maybe it was lunchtime announcements. And whenever, it was right after the meal, and they'd say, okay, we have our announcements. And we'd all go, announcements, announcements, announcements. And then we hit the table. Boom, boom. A terrible way to die. Boom, boom. A terrible way to die. Boom, boom. A terrible way to be talked to death. A terrible way to die. Boom, boom. Announcements, announcements, announcements. Boom, boom. Wow. Right? Was there really a threat of death? <laughs> How exciting. It was Christian camp. Of course there was. Um, I That <laughs> makes me remember my uh, 
elementary school lunchroom attendant, Mrs. Penny. Oh my god, I love this! If it got too noisy in the lunchroom, she would had a whistle, she'd blow her whistle, and then she'd say, Everybody freeze! And us little smartasses <laughs> would just, whatever we were doing, had a bite of food in our fork or a sandwich, we would just go stock still like statues and that would make her even angrier <laughs> before we move on for the since you're talking about cafeteria what was your favorite cafeteria food pizza like sandwich oh my god yes and then we had um butterscotch squares they were like um brownies but they yes. were made of like they weren't brown you know they weren't right. chocolate and they had butterscotch like uh like oh, toffee toffee bits mm-hmm. oh my god so much they would have pizza like sandwiches which was a hamburger bun with tomato sauce and crumbled up hamburger Mm -hmm. and cheese Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every friday except during lent because of the papist children who overran our school (laughs) um and i actually well uh, to be fair you did grow up in an old italian neighborhood correct grandview isn't what it used to be no grandview in in columbus but grandview was an italian neighborhood and everybody everyone in your 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 neighbors had an e at the end of their name more you know the momalis the valentis blah 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 blah, whatever so i mean you probably had a lot of papists in your neighborhood oh yeah a lot um then we get you know fish sticks on friday that's fine i like fish sticks yeah who doesn't but they're no pizza like sandwich i'll Mm, tell you that yeah Anyway, mm-hmm. where were we? Uh, no, bag. we're not done with let's this comic swimming. yet. Let's go swimming. Yes, let's go swimming with the... <laughs> really buff... Really buff guard. Yeah. Uh, square cut bikini, bikini trunks build. and uh, Exaggerated black. physical sort of... I mean, he's strong. Yeah. Yeah. He's also wearing a black uh, Nazi-themed armband mm-hmm. for his... Swimming. This is Uncle Hal, mm-hmm. who's chief counselor here at Camp Wackaboy. Well, Redfro dumps his canoe over, so mm-hmm. he uh, gets wet, and then he's bitten by a snapping turtle. Yeah. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh, you. Oh, you. You would. I was just being quiet because I thought didn't think you. I thought you'd notice it. Go back to the previous page where they had Renfro, Renfro for president. Yep. Win with Ren. Ren the giant killer. What does the fish have a sign that says? Down with Friday. Why would the fish have down with Friday? Because this camp is full of papist children. Right, and they eat fish on Fridays. Oh, good catch. Thank you. Uh, So, Snapping Turtle bites Uncle Hal's nose. Mm -hmm. So he takes after Renfrew with an oar that he's going to beat him with. He says, I'm going to send you, I'm going to paddle you straight to the moon. Oh, is that what you're going to do? You're going to hit me so hard that my body's going to be, propel- be propelled off the planet and up into space until I land on the moon. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> nice. Classic. Yeah. Uh, the girls are here still in the lake because they've the boys had to relinquish the lake so the girls could go swimming. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is interesting that Xania discovers that she can walk on water with her hands. None of those things begin with the letters A, B, or C. A little messianic prophecy there. And uh, witchcraft reminds her that she indeed can't do magic on water because it doesn't begin with a W. And then she finds that her magic disappears. I think they are keeping this child down. I I think she might be quite powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, she already melted Jerry Lewis into a puddle of goo. Right. But her aunt did bring her back to life. Right. Mm-hmm. Bring him back to life. And Ren. 
You know, we don't listen to children enough. I. They say they say the darndest things. Well, you know, my relative, who I won't mention okay. because she will never listen to this program, um, tells a story of when she was a tiny child and she has vivid memories of levitating out for bed at night and floating down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says the first time that she told an adult about it, that's when it stopped. Oh. And her, she was telling the story in the presence of her daughter, mm-hmm. and her daughter burst into tears and said that the exact same thing happened to her. She would levitate downstairs, but the first time she told an adult, it stopped. Wow. And I myself have vivid memories of astral projecting out of my bed at night. I didn't go anywhere. I just up to the ceiling. Well, of course, you have that lifelong visitations by the aliens who leave small cuts in your forehead. Aliens do leave small cuts on my head mm-hmm. from about once a month. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, so just what think she... if we listen to children more, or what kind of supernatural experiences we'd open ourselves up to. Well, life would be so interesting, wouldn't it? More interesting than it is right now. Much more interesting than this Jerry Lewis comic. Mm. I can tell you that. Stay with us, reader. We're almost done. So someone has... Uh, I mean, listener marred this snapping turtle yeah they they probably carved this message into it the poor turtle's body yes well into its shell but still mm-hmm. um so the girls ask zania if she could please fill the lake with more snapping turtles so they could torment the counselors but turtle starts with a t and she doesn't have that kind right. of magic power no. but instead she just well, well could she it. does they just won't let her believe that she does yeah uh but she could fill it with barracuda who are a fierce fish with giant rows of teeth that eat people. Do they eat people? Uh, they don't eat people, but I've actually seen barracuda in the Keys, swimming in the Keys. Yeah. When I was a child. Yep. In the water. Yep. Um, they are attracted to shiny things. So like if you wear, I mean, back in the 70s, people wore necklaces all the time and chains and whatnot. So you don't wear those in the water uh-huh. because they, they would go after that. Um, and they are aggressive. Yeah, barracuda are, they really are aligned with Barracuda! Do you know that was the, my high school mascot? Was it? The barracuda. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mine was a bobcat. Wow. Uh, hey, riddle me this. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me get through this comic. Which word in the DC magazine title Teen Titans is easier to spell? Teen? Yes, because it's spelled with ease. <laughs> oh, you get it? Yeah, that's great. Uh Part three, fun in the tunnel. <sighs> the hits keep coming. So the camp has been uh, barricaded for the night. Mm-hmm. Bars on the windows and electrified barbed wire around horrible. the perimeter. So the boys are getting ready to dig their tunnel. And they're all dressing up in uh, costumes so that when they reach the safety of the town... They if, won't be seen in their uniforms yeah. for the for the... If they were in their camp uniforms, they'd be... You'd think that they would have just thought to have brought their own civilian clothes. I imagine that they didn't always run around in their uniforms, do they? Well, I mean, their civilian clothes were probably burned when they entered the camp. Oh, yeah. So they couldn't escape. You're right, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? So where they got these costumes, I'll never know. Mm. Um, They also have a fat kid, as every camp does. That was me at my camp. the most important man in their whole operation, Benny Bolgansky, Bulgy for short, who's going to blow fresh air into the tunnel as they dig out. 
that doesn't actually work like that. You expel CO2. I, but yeah, I know. I mean, there is some oxygen in that mix. It's not all pure CO2. But, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, Bulgy takes the opportunity to eat his favorite snack, peanut butter and sardine sandwich with sliced onion. Something you have in common with him. I wouldn't put sardines on peanut butter, but... Uh, you would put onions. I would put onions. Mm-hmm. And I will bet $100,000 that at some point in her life, my mother ate uh, in this exact sandwich. Oh, totally. Peanut butter sardines. Yeah. She would eat an onion just like an apple. It was disgusting. I've seen her do it. Well. I've seen it. I, I must admit I did it this morning when I was slicing some onion. I just popped a little in my mouth. Made you know it. I can't eat raw onions. I know you can't. Maybe you just haven't found the right brand. They're all too sharp for me. They they tear up my stomach. I How about a sweet them. Vidalia onion? No, I mean, I'll eat, I'll eat cooked onions. I love oh, onions. Sure. But, yeah. Anyway, so then he goes back to blowing the air. Har, har, har. It all smells like sardine and vomit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the boys hurry and tunnel up. Because it smells so horrible. To they escape decide... the smell. Right. And it turns out they're right under the girls' cabin. The girls hear the boys tunneling. And they decide they're going to dig down their own tunnel and meet the boys' tunnel and cause murder them, I guess. Because they have axes. and Yeah, they're going to murder them. That's the plan. They don't actually say it, but they say they're going to murder them. So the thing is that the girls dig too low. So now they're under the boys while the boys are tunneling up into their floor. They are actually carving a tunnel underneath the boys. Did you ever dig up your backyard as a kid? No. No. I mean, growing up in Florida, it was really easy to dig in your backyard because it's all sand. I mean, there's rocks too, limestone. But, but Well, right. Isn't the crust of the earth right there at the surface in no, Florida? No, 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 no. It's a network of limestone. Um, that has been hollowed out over years from water passing through it, and it's been um, d- d- disintegrating it. So, so think of of a crust like uh, like if this is the you know I don't know how deep it is, but mm-hmm. you've seen you've seen um, the springs, you've seen freshwater yes. springs. I mean, you know that the, 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 that's a really thick crust of limestone. limestone is it cauliflower is... crust? <sighs> <laughs> Limestone, as you know, is is fossilized porous, yes. and porous, and so there's sand on top of that. So, but but it, it's possible to it, it, they're they're like water streams that flow through limestone. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, I learned all about limestone at camp. <laughs> geology camp. Oh, geology camp. Okay, is that before or after Christian camp? It was all the same. Okay. Um, it was a Christian geology camp. <laughs> It's we had dark to learn out there. There's a big storm coming. I know. Through. We hey. had to learn about limestone when we learned about the massacred settlers' carvings. Okay. Uh, so Jerry has come looking because Jerry saw some suspicious activity out of the girls' cabin, and so he's gone looking and reported them uh, possibly missing. But the uh, Miss Bovine comes in and checks things out. Of course, they've just put pillows under their sheets. They've all escaped. You know, I used to do that when I was a teenager. I used to sneak out of the house. What? And I put pillows underneath my blankets, and I got caught one time. Well, it serves you right. Mm-hmm. I never did sneak out of my house because I liked sleeping too much. <laughs> <laughs> also, I didn't have any friends to sneak out with. Uh, we rode our bikes all through town at night. So, uh, the girls now have tunneled over to the boys' side of the camp, and they up through the floor they come only to find... The guards and a pack of rabid dogs that are protecting the cabin. That's horrible. Uh, Jerry discovers the boys now that have escaped and are running towards the town. 
They all run towards the lake to escape their various fates and off in the canoes and Jerry dives in the lake to right. catch them. To be only to be attacked by the Barracudas. Right. But he will have none of that. He pulls out a pistol and a whip uh-huh. and tells those Barracudas... Okay, you nasty fish, if that's the way you want to play, boom, boom, boom. And the fish say, like one of the fish says, Scram, men, that's no ordinary human being, that's a head counselor. Now, if only this was a baby fish and Sugar and Spike were there, then we have translation. Mm -hmm. Um, Jerry grabs uh, the rope of the canoe in his teeth and swims back to shore. And then he erects... (laughs) A giant paddling machine, which is powered by bicycle, and ties all the children up and paddles them. The end. What a strange, strange way to end the story. Well, it didn't have much of a less strange beginning or middle. Just, I mean, what a strange story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this story could be told just as effectively without the presence of Jerry Lewis, in my humble opinion. Sure, it could be an Archie comic. Sure, or Richie Rich. Mm -hmm. Of course, Richie Rich wouldn't put up with this kind of treatment at camp. He'd just buy the camp. (laughs) He'd just buy it. Fill it with chocolate and gold doubloons. Right. Well... What was Richie Rich's dog's name? Dollar. Dollar the Dollarmation. Aww. And had little dollar sign spots. I love that. I loved Richie Rich. That you, was my gateway drug to comics. Are you kidding? I don't think I remember that. Oh, yes. Richie yeah. Rich and Casper and uh, Hot Stuff. And then they had a team-up comic, Richie Rich and Casper. Those were the best. Wow. Because Richie always just thought he was dreaming, right? Oh. When he had adventures with Casper. Mm. And sometimes Wendy the Witch would be there and Hot Stuff Little Devil. My goodness. What a wild world you live in. Yes. As a child, we lived in. <laughs> and then I transitioned, of course, to Charlton Comics, which had all the Hanna-Barbera licenses at the time. Oh, okay. So I really liked Flintstone Comics as well. I am so glad we're not reading those. Well, uh, we're going to run out of these Gogo Checks comics eventually, so don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Okay. Uh, anything else to add? No. I mean, if you want to, if you haven't listened to any of my podcast, please consider looking it up. It's called Liberally Speaking, and I had to re-record episode four mm-hmm. from my guest because the levels were so bad, and we had such a good time catching up that editing it into something that would be interesting to anybody but us was hours and hours of work. And after I did it, we both listened to it and said, no, this is garbage. Let's do it again. So we just did it uh, last week. Uh, it's quite different in tone from this. In oh, case yes. you're worried, listener, it's a, it's a little more professionally produced and highbrow <laughs> Thanks, than Bob. what you've heard here. Thanks for the ringing endorsement. <laughs> you're quite welcome. Uh, you can find us on social media at Coco Track Pod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast, Liberally Speaking, available wherever podcasts are downloaded from. And you can find us right back here next week. Happy birthday, by the way, belatedly. Thank you. We had a, an incredible time. I had I enjoyed such an outpouring of love. Thank you so much. Um, 
And I was there too. I was so lucky. Uh, speaking so lucky. of balloon busting, you're gonna bust those birthday balloons. Oh my gosh. Birthday boy. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna take them out in the garage because I don't know what happens when you release that much helium into the house. Well, I could tell you what one thing that would happen: Junebug would piss herself <laughs> with the popping noises. <laughs> I'm gonna just cut them with scissors. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, thanks ever so for listening. Yes, thank we'll you. We'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. It's time to give all of a chance.